0: I'm Candace Lim.
1: And I'm Rachel Hampton, and you're listening to Icy YMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. And we have a very important guest with us here today. Icy YMI fave Slate culture writer Nadira Goff, is in the house. Nadira, hello. Hey, y'all. What's up?
0: Nadira, thank you for joining us for this momentous occasion for the final installment of our top internet moments of the year. But before we dive into that, we do have to get something out of the way. Because of a few scheduling logistics, we haven't yet had time to ask Rachel how she's doing after the momentous news that broke a few weeks back. Rachel, your nemesis is dead. November 29th.
1: Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. It was a big day. It was a big day for everyone in the world for a few reasons. But the most important one is that Henry Kissinger finally kicked the motherfucking bucket. And Mm. while I am not entirely sure if I believe in the concept of hell, I'm still really getting in touch with my spiritual side. We'll figure that out. But I am a firm believer that if hell does exist, that man is being spit roasted over an open flame right uh-huh. now, so many people reached out to me, including our lovely producer, Sierra bagley ricks to let me know that Henry Kissinger had passed on to the great beyond. And I am so glad that my brand is so strong that people <laughs> wanted to let me know immediately that my enemy is dead. Not just my enemy, the enemy of the free world. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to read one of my favorite tweets from that day, which comes from Mo Weeks, and it reads... <clears throat> Everybody is celebrating kisses you're dying, and no one is talking about the low-wage workers forced to build an entire new level of hell at depths never reached before. You guys are so anti-labor, hashtag one you. I just personally have to say,
2: I'm honored to be on the episode where we talk about this briefly because if I do recall correctly in a recent episode of the show that I was on I literally said to Rachel in the intro every time I come on the show are we going to talk about the fact that Henry Kissinger is still alive and now (laughs) the answer is no because he is no longer and so what a momentous occasion I truly have not laughed at Twitter memes for like literal hours like this since the queen died or Mm -hmm. since the top internet moment of the year that we're talking about today happened, but it's Mm -hmm. just been
1: such a wonderful occasion on the internet. It really has. Like I told one of my best friends at the time, it felt like the last day of school, you know, like Mm -hmm. the last hurrah that I personally needed to let Twitter die. I'm still Mm -hmm. on Twitter to be clear. But spiritually, Twitter is dead after this. Just like physically, Henry Kissinger is dead. Did you know Henry Kissinger
0: is dead? <laughs> Man, I mean, you mentioned November 29th being a momentous day. It's your Opsgiving. And obviously, Kissinger dying is the headline. But down at the bottom of the page, we've got another reason that day was a great one to be online. Because November 29th was Spotify Wrapped Day, also known as the day that Spotify attempted to start queer communes in Burlington, Berkeley, and Cambridge. Let's get into it. How are your guys' Spotify wrapped this year?
2: And most importantly, what queer commune were you in?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I was placed in Berkeley. Period. Mm. (laughs) Go off. Berkeley commune going up. And as always, my Spotify rap was a cry for help. <laughs> yeah,
0: sure. sure. Yes.
1: I'm gonna open it right now on mic. I'm going to tell you guys my top five songs. And I don't be too worried about me. I'm okay. I'm okay. I am on SSRIs, <laughs> but I'm okay. Um so my top songs. <laughs> uh, All Things In by Hozier. Mm. A House in Nebraska by Ethel Kane, mm-hmm. American Teenager by Ethel Kane, X Factor by Lord Hill, <laughs> and then Sun Bleach Flies by Ethel Kane.
2: <laughs> okay, so these SSRIs, are they working? Are they <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are they are in they the doing, room
2: with us? <laughs> are, are they in the room with us? Are they doing the job that needs to be done? Because that is a little concerning um so while you think on that um i'm going to regale you with mine yes. which is just a really good mix of hot girl and like black autourism, perhaps um nice. so my top songs are angels in tibet by amari hot girl Ooh. song uh suspended by sampha spirit 2.0 by sampha Rush by Troy Sivan, mm. which I think is powered not only by how much I love that song, which I think is immaculately produced, but also by the amazing music video. The music video. The music video is so good. And it just made me want to listen to the song that much more. And then my fifth is Dancing Circles by Sampha. Obviously, that Sampha album came late in the year, but I ran it. Through, but one thing I do want to say is that my number one podcast was <gasps> I See why am I? Plus? <gasps>
1: oh, Period,
2: because everyone God. should buy Slate Plus, get a Slate Plus Period. subscription. Period, but yeah, Period. I love this show, is what I'm trying to say.
1: <laughs> wow, I love that. Was that. So sweet. that was so much That's more true. wholesome, so much uh, <laughs> less concerning than mine. <laughs> I love that. <laughs>
0: Okay, I'll go next. Um, I, too, like Rachel, opened up my Spotify wrapped first time live on air. So this is an exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Okay, top songs. And I'm so curious to see if anyone here is surprised. It's To Die For featuring Charlie (laughs) XCX by Addison Rae.
1: I'm not surprised at all. I was wondering. I was wondering.
0: (laughs) It happened. Um, It did. By the way, it also said I was in Berkeley. So Oh my wow. god, look at us. Berkeley Girls. Us Queer Berkeley girls, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> on Spotify. Okay. Next song. River by Miley Cyrus, Princess Diana by Ice Spice. This yes, I'm proud of. Absolutely. This I'm proud of. 100 percent Number four, Alien Superstar. Yes. Yes. And number five, Boys a Liar Part Two. Obviously, Ice Spice <sighs> featuring Pink Panther S. Yes. Okay. This is okay. not bad. I'm actually surprised by this because um, I was actually really scared because unfortunately in the last week or so, I have been playing a little bit of Chainsmokers and I was like, am I ready to talk about this live publicly <laughs> to Katie Couric? I don't know. I don't know. I saw this one
2: tweet that was like, oh, you know, it's the time of year where everyone pretends like they don't know how Drake ended up in their Spotify. <laughs> yeah, <rap.">
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And I
2: feel like is, is Chainsmokers your Drake? Every year you're like, oh my God potentially i don't know how this got here honestly
0: yeah because it's the thing that like i know that i can't speak about to anyone is that true because
1: i feel like you've mentioned chain smokers not once not twice but more than three (laughs) times on this here show
0: yeah let's pull the transcript guys yeah it did appear in this show 50 times Uh uh-huh that's true yep (laughs) but look guys it's time to dive in literally to why we're all gathered here today And that is to complete our list of the top five internet moments of the year. Listeners, if you didn't listen to Wednesday's episode, please go do that immediately. It's a good one. If you did, you know that we only discussed moments five through two. And so now we're here for the top internet moment of the year. And that is, drumroll please, the infamous Montgomery riverboat brawl that happened on August 5th, 2023. When I tell you
1: that I have been looking forward to this moment for months, we did not get a chance to cover this back when it happened because I was traveling and then I got COVID and then I had to recover as quickly as possible so I could go see Beyonce, which I Mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. But when we were discussing what the top moment of the year should be, I really don't think there was any question as to what it was. And obviously we knew we had to have Nadira back because not only does she have great taste, But she also agrees that this moment belongs in the internet history
2: books. It should be on the cover of said books. It should go down in history even when the internet no longer exists. Yes, 100%. Totally agree.
0: Mm -hmm. And if you aren't like Nadira and Rachel and can recite what happened on that faded dock in Montgomery, Alabama, don't worry, neither can I. After a short break, these two will be taking me through the events of that summer day, How It Took Over the Internet and why it deserves its number one spot. Hey there. If you love our podcast, then maybe you should consider subscribing to Slate Plus. With Slate Plus, there are no ads on any Slate podcasts. And Slate Plus helps keep this podcast going because this show would not be possible without your support. With Slate Plus, you'll get bonus segments and episodes for shows like Slow Burn, Dear Prudence, and Culture Gap Fest. You'll also never hit a paywall on the Slate website, meaning you get access to every article and every advice column. Just visit slate.com slash plus to sign up. That's slate.com slash plus. And we're back. Okay, guys, where should we start? Okay, so I would
1: say there are at least five different plot points to this story. Like, imagine we're at one of those old-timey Westerns where they had the little cue cards that's just like, Tonto, rode into the Distance, or some (laughs) shit like that, you know? (laughs) So we're at that. This is the first cue card. So first up, we've got the setting of the stage. Nadira? (laughs) Tonto?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... It's August 5th in the year of our Lord, 2023, mm-hmm. downtown Montgomery, Alabama, at the riverfront. A large riverboat called the Harriet 2 is attempting to dock in its cute little water-based parking spot, mm-hmm. but it can't because there's a small pontoon boat docked where it shouldn't be in the Harriet's way. Important note, the pontoon boat is being used by a group of white people, and most of the people in the Harriet that we see from social media footage and whatnot
1: are black. Mm-hmm. And according to one of the 227 guests on board the Harriet, the boat's captain made an announcement asking the pontoon owners to move it, but no one showed up, basically. They just left their little riverboat idling on the water. Having been on a few riverboats myself back in the day... I love them. Would recommend if you're visiting someplace close to the water, always do a little riverboat tour. It's always worth it. But they're also usually a very carefully managed endeavor. And importantly, they usually serve alcohol because what's better Mm -hmm. than the drink Mm -hmm. on the water? You know? Right. Absolutely nothing. So, what we've got here is a hot August day. People are drinking, they're ready to disembark from their little riverboat. And then they're waiting, and they're waiting. And they're waiting for 30 to 45 minutes, according to passengers, for someone to come pick up their goddamn pontoon boat. So, the stage, set. Cue card, moving on. Now, (laughs) rising action. Tonto, riding into the distance.
2: (laughs) So... Damien Pickett, who is either the co-captain of the Harriet or the lead deckhand, depending Mm -hmm. on what news outlet you're reading, or those could honestly be the same thing. I don't know the ins and outs of nautical organizational structures. He gets off to move the pontoon over himself. Again, after, according to the people videotaping, he repeatedly had already told the white people they needed to move their boat. It's at this point that the white owners of said pontoon finally decide to make an appearance, but not to move their boat. No, no. They're there to start a verbal altercation with the black man just doing his job on the dock, while passengers on the Harriet are still yards away from the dock, waiting to park and get off the boat. This crew and some passengers of the Harriet are literally yelling ludicrous lyrics, you know, move, bitch, get out the way, (laughs) literally yelling, (laughs) chanting in unison, ludicrous (laughs) lyrics at these white people who are arguing with this black man who
0: is, again, just trying
2: to do his job.
0: I mean, every conflict needs a soundtrack. I do have to ask a question here, though. Shoot. For those of us who might be nautically challenged, what exactly is a pontoon? That's a great question. And honestly, one I
1: couldn't answer until quite recently. According to Wikipedia, a pontoon is a flattish boat that relies on floats to stay buoyant. Basically, it's a small boat with a flat bottom. Imagine, you know, you're on a river in Louisiana Mm. and there's a little boat. That's probably a
2: pontoon. Got it. I mean, as far as I know, all I knew about pontoons before this episode is that there's a hit song by the country group Little Big Town called Pontoon. And
1: so, (laughs) you know, I know more than I did before. I love learning. Mm -hmm. Please picture that little the more you know flashing across your mind's eye.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So back to this Greek play. We're still in the rising action section, yes? We
1: are.
2: We are. And... This is one of my favorite parts of this whole thing. All of the black people on board the Harriet are watching this lone black man get verbally accosted for doing his job. Again, I'll keep saying it because that's what it was. Mm -hmm. By people whose entitlement is literally preventing hundreds of passengers from going home. And when the white family, I presume it's a family... Starts to approach Damien. The other Harriet passengers are already on the sidelines saying things like, wait until we get off this boat and you better not touch him. The lines have already been drawn. Like, we're already at war. Nothing physical has even happened yet. And then the verbal altercation escalates until one of the white men throws the first punch at Damien, who is alone on the dock.
1: Now, Nadira, as someone who knows what's coming, I would like to ask you a structural question. Would you say this is where we're moving from rising action to climax? Have we changed acts in the play? Mm. Great
2: question. As someone who has a degree in English literature, creative writing, why and I also one in <laughs> tomfoolery, um, I think this thing actually maybe has two climaxes oh. or one climax and an even crazier plot twist. But either way... The answer is yes.
1: The boat brawl gives us so much. Her milkshakes bringing all the boys mm. to the mm. yard. She's so generous. How many men have given you two climaxes? Name oh. one. Okay, Khaleesi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is a really good question that I will sadly have to think about. Maybe I need to get <laughs> on these SSRIs. Anyway, <laughs> while I think about this to continue? So the first punch has been thrown. And then, to the delight of every black person on the internet, Damian Pickett ceremoniously and hilariously tosses his hat in the air as if to say, Well, I guess we're doing this. Or, even better, if you want to be funny, we can
1: get hilarious. Mm. Mm. Mm, Let's pause here because this is important. This is the moment we all got taken to church by Hozier. This is the hat toss scene around the world. I physically yelped when I saw this for the first time. Because the thing is, my man gets some air on this hat toss. The hat goes high.
2: (laughs) It's so beautiful. (laughs) The scream, I scrumped. I think I literally guffawed when I saw this hat toss. And I don't guffaw. Okay, yeah. Maybe I do. I'm do. It. But still, still, I mean, okay, you know, whatever. We're not the only ones. The people on the Harriet obviously were also yelling at the white people and remarking at the entire situation. And after Damien tosses the hat, he then, unfortunately, proceeds to get basically jumped by a crew of heathens. <sighs> mm-hmm. Like, at first, it's just two white men and a white woman, and then two more white men come running out of nowhere to join in, and it's still just Damien at this point, and he's holding his own. But eventually, of course, he gets taken down, and he said in his statement to the police, I went to the ground, I think I bit one of them, all I can hear is them saying, I'm gonna kill you and beat you, and he said that he grabbed one of them and he just held on for dear life. And it's at this point that I want to point out that not only are there obvious racial undertones here, but there are also overtones as every black person interviewed about this crucial moment of the story before the Harriet eventually docks says that the white people were spewing racial slurs at them.
1: Mm-hmm. Now before we move on, Candace, how are you
0: feeling? We're checking in with the audience. Right, 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 right. I mean I'm definitely welmed. I'm welmed. Okay. Okay. Not under, not over, just not under, not over. I'm okay. welmed and I'm liking the story. I want us to keep going. Tonto, let's go. We will. More white people keep coming.
1: That's the next part of the story. (laughs) Damien Mm. is already on the ground. And remember, Nadira keeps pointing this out. I'm going to point it out too. This is literally just a man trying to do his job and get some people off of a boat. And he's getting jumped for it. And for a few seconds in most of the recordings, because there are multiple, it looks pretty bad for Damien. You can hear people yelling from the boat telling these white people to leave this man alone. They're saying, get a job. Leave him alone. But then,
2: oh, but then, two things happen at once. Two miracles, if you will. Number one, a black man comes running down the ramp at lightning speed towards the dock. And he's pulling white men off Damien. And you see another black man come running too. And then two, at the same time that that black man came running down, a black boy jumps off the Harriet and swims to the dock to come to Damien's aid. Obviously, he gets there a little bit after the other black men who came running. But still, he swam to Damien's defense. After the fact, we found out that this legend is
1: a 16-year-old named Aaron. Let's, again, we're we're putting, we're pausing, we're pausing here. Because mm-hmm. I can't swim. This is well known at this point. I've said it multiple times. I can't swim and I can't drive. So I'm already impressed This boy is swimming in a full set of clothes, like shirt, jeans, socks, shoes, (laughs) a distance of at least like, I'm not actually going to guess because I I don't know how far of a distance it is, but it looks far. It was far enough. And in the background of this video, you hear a woman saying the most true thing she could ever say in this moment, that boy's swimming his ass over there.
2: does he swim his way to the dock he also has to hoist himself up onto the dock and in his wet clothes well actually I think he takes his shoes off first but in oh, his wet yeah. clothes he starts beating people's asses in like professional fashion I mean like a superhero mm-hmm. and speaking of which the people literally on the internet those people started calling him the black Aquaman or as I prefer Aquamane. Mm-hmm. but We will get to the memes later.
1: (laughs) And in the background of this video, you hear people saying, Get up there, young buck!
3: Get up there, young buck! Get up there, young buck! Get up there, young buck!
1: And get up there, he
2: does. And other black people, just a few, come in to defend Damien and try to break the fight up because he still has a job to do, which is to get the Harriet to the wooden man made shore. And
1: so the fight, you know, sort of ebbs and flows, but mostly resolves. Mm-hmm, because the white people realize they're at a disadvantage. And they realize they can't just beat this man's ass for trying to do his job, because people are coming to defend this man so he can do his job. And the white people retreat. And one might think, this is the end.
0: And is it the end? No. Because then, the Harriet, well,
2: it finally reaches its destination. And it docks. And when the Harriet docks, Candace, <laughs> <laughs> like, the word reparations, <laughs> the idea of it, was on the lips and minds of every black man who was on that damn boat. And so there's this thing that black men do when they're you know about to fight; they yep. start to like skip towards their opponent you know they might be pulling their pants up at the same time Mm -hmm. doing a lot of other stuff but but they skip that's the best way that i can describe it sure a whole horde of shirtless black men get off this boat i do believe they're mostly the crew members but i'm not sure about that they are shirtless and they skip to this group of white people by their pontoon boat ready to square up they finna stand on business like
1: like they're ready again I must pause here because the skipping mm-hmm. I haven't skipped in years and this part of the video gets me every time because as you said there is this move that black men do before they're about to fight and what I think it is is like you never want to start from zero you want to have a little bit of momentum going right into it's something. momentum it's building exactly momentum, so sure. it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna get some momentum going but it just uh-huh. it, it looks literally like you're kicking your feet and giggling in preparation for a fight <laughs> and And i love it they had to get their look back like they were ready and they were eager and then we have to talk about the different angles here right because the most Mm. watched version of this video is actually a masterpiece in editing i i just saw killers of the flower moon i'm sure that's going to win an award for editing i think this video should win the award because it stitches together footage from the deck of the harriet and then it cuts over to a vantage point From the dock. And as more and more time goes on, more and more footage gets released so that eventually we see every single angle of this fight.
0: Oh my God. Okay. And what part of the plot are we on now? I think plot point four. Amazing. Or five. It's definitely the part that
1: I call the devolvement because Mm -hmm. things, things devolve. As (laughs) Nadira said, A squad of shirtless Black men approach the pontoon that's finally moved, and they're like, you were real brave a couple minutes ago when it was just our man Damien, but now you want to get scary? Like, bet. It's unclear from the video that I saw, who throws the first punch here. I think it's one of the white guys, which, dumb move. But what happens next, that's quite clear. Sure enough,
2: an all-out brawl commences.
1: So black women are fighting Mm -hmm. Older
2: black men are fighting Mm -hmm. White men are obviously fighting They've been fighting this whole time White women are fighting They've also been fighting this whole time Everybody fighting Except the cops Who for once Are just kind of letting You know Letting it happen Until it gets really out of hand Which was appreciated The crew of the docks are fighting White people are getting tossed in the water Like it is an entire
1: mayhem shit show my favorite part of this is whatever video you watch of this fight you're just gonna hear narration of the fight yes Mm -hmm. you just hear mostly women usually women holding their little phones up, recording, getting on the angles, and they're saying, boop, ba. like, boop, <laughs> boop, boop, get them. Yep. And I'm just like, yes, yep. I needed that. Yes. I needed the commentary. I needed the director's commentary in this track. Thank yes. you. <laughs> yes. But then maybe the most important part of this entire thing happens, and that's the folding chair. The folding chair? The folding
2: chair. Most famously, an older Black man takes one of those white foldable chairs and bashes some people over the head with it. Mm -hmm. Like, multiple people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) including a white woman who was already on the ground. So, you know, that's a a thing. But also some men who were standing up and who were fighting, but truly, like, old head just gets a folding chair and starts
1: bashing people over the head with it. He does. Now, should my man have done this? Probably not, okay? I, I, I will admit, I will admit, I, this is the moment in which I was like, okay, maybe not. <laughs> However, it becomes instantly iconic. Listen, I'm sorry. I know
2: violence is a touchy subject for good reason, but it's just so funny because yeah. like, Unk really had no business being in this fight. But He did not. he was there, as I said before, standing on business. And Black onlookers were obviously filming and cheering and yelling throughout as well in support. And it's around this time when the fight really escalates to using folding chairs as weapons that the cops start to break it up, make some arrests, and the brawl officially ends— But you know what doesn't end? People talking about the brawl. People making memes about the brawl. People referencing the brawl
1: for days, months, and likely years to come. This was one of those moments like Ocean Gate, where every single platform I logged on to, Twitter, TikTok, Tumblr even, people were talking about and referencing and creating content about the Montgomery brawl, or as it became known on Twitter, fade in the water. I'm going to just let that stand for a moment. Fade in the water. Mm. Now listen, Nadira and I clearly both love this event. We also both clearly love the memes that came out of this event. I think we actually both have too many favorites to get through in this episode. I don't even know where to start.
0: Um, Nadira, as our honored guest, why don't you go first?
2: It's really hard to choose of all of my favorite memes and jokes that were born of this whole situation. But one of my favorites is definitely the dramatic poem, Mm -hmm. and poem reading rather, from TikToker at Not Wilden, which is a telling of the brawl from the perspective of the hat that Damien tossed (laughs) in the air. And every time he says, quote, little boat shouldn't be in the big boat place, (laughs) I lose it. (laughs) I can't keep it to get so funny.
3: These white boys had already made him explain it so many times. Little Boat shouldn't be in a big boat place. Every time he explained it to one white man, they'd walk away and a new one would appear and ask to have it explained all over again when everybody already knew that Little Boat shouldn't be in a big boat place because that was the first thing that was absolutely undeniably true. So after my guy said it and the little people on the big boat screamed it and Ludacris said it, move, get out the way. You would think that that'd be enough.
1: What I love about this poem, because it's a poem, let's be clear, yes. is that he wrote it because a blind user on TikTok was like, can someone please describe what happened at the Montgomery Boat bro I, I wish to know. I wish to know what's going
0: on. And boy, did my man deliver. We love accessibility.
2: We do love accessibility.
0: This is better than the little alt captions on Twitter. This is so much better. This is what we need. Right. Okay. Rachel, what about you? What's a classic meme moment that you found from this moment? All right. I'm going to have
1: to go with something that I think we all saw coming. And that is the Bossip headline. Mm -hmm. We all knew Bossip Mm -hmm. was going to deliver. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they did. The headline, hashtag fade in the water. Ancestrally charged African-American Avengers <laughs> administered anguish to arrogant Anglo-Saxons mm. at Montgomery Riverfront. Bud Light Bully is beaten to F-A-A-F-O pulp. And for those of you who don't know, that stands for Fuck Around and Find Out, which is exactly <laughs> what happened.
0: <sighs> that is beautiful. And I'm certain that both of you have more memes you wish to share. But first, we've got to take a short break. And we're back with Rachel Nandira to talk about the biggest internet moment of the year. Okay, so we've laid the tracks. What are some other great pieces of art that emerged from the Montgomery riverboat brawl Rachel maybe I start with you again
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's hard to explain but I'll do my best there is this poolside reenactment of the entire thing
3: <laughs>
1: so you have the audio track from the original video mm-hmm. it's that part where Aaron is swimming towards the boat and it's like he's over there swimming okay young buck And what's happening in this video is what looks like a pool at an apartment complex. We all know what those look like. We all are familiar with what that looks like. It looks like a pool at an apartment complex. And standing on the other side of the pool is a black man. And he tosses up his hat in the air and pretends to fight with a bunch of white people. And someone brings a folding chair. A, a Somebody jumps into the pool. It's just basically a beautiful, well-done reenactment that comes out, I think, less than a day. After the original video <laughs> I mean, does. People were and someone fast. on Twitter was like, this deserves an independent spirit award for best
0: performance. <laughs> and it does. It does.
1: <laughs>
3: I love that they love
1: the
2: spirit award.
0: Can I just say that, like, when people are complaining about our generation not buying homes, it's not that we can't afford it. It's that your condo doesn't include what HOAs really need. Live, theater. Live theater. I don't want a Peloton. I want live theater. Okay? (laughs) I want both.
2: A word, <laughs> scripture. No, I like that. That's a good point. I'm gonna start saying that when people are like, why do you still live in this shoebox in Brooklyn? Anyway, um, yeah, another one of my favorites is for sure, for sure, this reworking of the sitcom intro to Good Times mm-hmm. from artist James Charles Morris that uses some of the footage and gives everyone sort of like character names. Good times. And it reads, as the music is going, starring, quote, a brother doing his job, (laughs) co-starring Michael Evans
0: Phelps
2: (laughs) with the bros, Unk with the chair, the aunties, and the brothers of Alabama as the crew created by Consequences and Repercussions, produced by the ancestors, and developed by James Charles Morris. Mr. Morris, I'm a huge fan of your work.
1: Fame. <laughs> and speaking of people whose work I am a fan of, one of the few comedians that I actually watch on TikTok made a really funny bit about this. His name is Josh Johnson, and... I just think Josh deserves all the views that Matt Reif has ever gotten.
3: Cause look, if you know, if you know, you know, the, the history of, of black people swimming, especially in the South, you know that we're not known for it, you know what I mean? And so I'm not gonna critique his swimming because I was just happy to see another black dude swim. That's just, every one of us swimming is a W, okay? But I do have to comment, cause it, what, he wasn't swimming Normal. <laughs> There's
2: tons of great stuff on Aaron, the swimmer, a.k.a. Aquamane, <laughs> which I can't say without <laughs> laughing, because it's just that funny. Even funnier, someone put the Transformers Autobots music on top of a dramatic voiceover intro for him, claiming that he's the first black person to <laughs> swim to a fight. The first black
3: man to swim to a fight.
2: This may be true, but it's definitely hilarious. And someone else made a fake comic book cover called "The Agents of Wakanda" featuring Aquaman, Chair King, and the Bama Blur, which sounds real, and that upsets me in the best way. I just feel like Marvel should invest. Kevin Feige, I
1: mean, wake up! Okay, okay. <laughs> um, speaking of things that bring me joy. Mm -hmm. And should be made into full screenplays. My icon, Cheryl Lee Ralph, made an incredible video that references the Black national anthem, which usually starts and is called Lift Every Voice and Sing. Um, She substitutes some words for us.
3: I have one thing to say lift every chair and swing. (laughs)
0: Can I just pop in to say that you know Cheryl Lee Ralph is a star because she is sitting sag after a strike pin on in an outdoor restaurant in LA that was clearly created because of the pandemic. And she just pulls this out while she's waiting for food. Like, we know she deserves the next 10 Emmys that she will win for Abbott Elementary. <sighs>
1: And thank God Abbott Elementary is coming back. Oh, do you guys think Abbott's going to reference this? Quinta. They have to. Yeah, for sure. And the thing is, Cheryl Lee Ralph is not the only person to make a version of the Black National Anthem referencing the Montgomery Boat Brawl. In fact, there are so many versions that at this point I'm waiting for Beyonce to do another version of the Black National (laughs) Anthem, except this time one that references the Montgomery Boat Brawl. I think that's the final step here.
3: Lift every chair and swing. Till earth and ring, ring with the harmony of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listing skies. Let it resound loud as a rolling sea swing that chair full of the might of the ancestors behind us swing that chair full of the strength that the presence has brought Facing the rising sun of our new day begun, let us swim on till victory one.
2: Of all the memes, the best ones were related to the folding chair, mm-hmm. which, as the internet hilariously noted via these memes, was invented by a black man named Nathaniel Alexander. <laughs> Man's what? was playing the long game. We like that. <laughs> someone hilariously edited white folding chairs into the famous Ernie Barnes painting The Sugar Shack. Mm-hmm. And someone <laughs> saying. The opening lines to Luther Van Joss' song, A House Is Not a Home, overlaid on top of footage of the brawl. <laughs>
0: That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Okay. Now, we could make this a clip show, but I would love to ask why you guys think we should remember this moment as the number one moment on the internet this year.
2: Yeah, it's a great question, because I think we spent a lot of time talking about how this is a major cultural moment for Black people, which it Mm -hmm. is, of course. We even reworked the Black National Anthem, as Rachel mentioned. But when it comes to cultural production on the internet... It is a practice largely driven by Black internet users. Think of the most popular TikTok dances, memes, even internet slang. It's usually derived from Black culture, queer culture, or some combo of the two. And because of the memes and internet production that The Boat Brawl produced, this moment took off in terms of becoming a cultural touchstone. It was referenced so widely in all forms of culture that I even saw it referenced as a joke in a Broadway play that stars Leslie Odom Jr. called Pearly Victorious. Black people love standing on business. I said it like twice already. I'm gonna say it again. (laughs) And people love
1: what black people love. And following that up, I just love black people. I love that we turned what is objectively kind of an ugly situation, like, if you really think about mm-hmm. it at the start with a bunch of white people accosting a black man for doing his job, we turn that into a collective moment of joy. Like, I love these moments where everyone is talking about the same thing, specifically when black people everywhere are talking about the same thing. It was part of the joy that made Scandal live tweeting so fun, <laughs> even if you didn't watch Scandal, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. I love seeing people wearing folding chair earrings because that's what people are doing and that's beautiful. I love people getting their licks back. Famously, I am a proponent of talk shit, get hit. Yes. Nice. You know, like nice. Again, as Nadir keeps saying, stand on business. Absolutely. And
2: we do have some updates about this story since it first happened in August. So, it looks like two of the white people involved pled guilty to harassment charges. The man who swung the folding chair also pled guilty to a misdemeanor disorderly conduct charge. But on the upside, our man's Damian Pickett, the co-captain of the Harriet II, well, he has been dismissed of his assault charge. So... Four months after the brawl that started the war, the case is closed. But the memeries, you get it, like memories, but memes, they will live on into eternity. Godspeed.
0: I mean, beginning to end, head, shoulders, knees and toes. <laughs> I love that this story is joy eminent. It is water cooler. But good. Mm-hmm. I just want to say congratulations to the cast of the Montgomery Riverboat Brawl, which will become a musical in 20 years and win the Tony. You were our number one greatest internet moment of the year. Please collect your gift bags outside. Now, I've had a lot of fun with you guys. And by the way, we should mention that our sweet friend Rachel is taking a little extra time off around the holiday and new year. And Rachel, we will miss you a lot. It's just a few weeks. Have no fear, listeners. She will be back. Why? Because I actually already booked um, a venue for our joint birthday party in March. <laughs> Is it in Berkeley? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's actually in a commune.
1: Spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler,
0: spoiler. We're starting a cult for our
1: birthdays. Yes, yes, <laughs> Yes. And the thing is, listeners, I know that you are in very capable hands because Candace will be here leading us into the new year. I will be sending dispatches from my remote island so that you know that me and Colin Farrell mm. are safe and sound. Mm hmm. <laughs> One thing I want
2: to say is, Rachel, we love you, and I'm really excited for you to get the well-deserved rest and break that awaits you. But you know, one of the fun things about only one of you being here is that I come on a lot more, and I miss (laughs) doing this show. So, you know, be ready to hear more of me if that's something you're into. If not, please keep it to yourself.
0: Okay, that's the show. We'll be back in your feed on Wednesday, so definitely subscribe. That way, you never miss an episode. Leave us a rating and a review on Apple or Spotify, and tell your friends about us. You can follow us on Twitter at IcyYMI pod. And you can always drop us a note at IcyYMI at slate.com.
1: ICYMI is produced by Sarah Spragley-Ricks, Candace Lim, and me, Rachel Hampton. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer, and Alicia Montgomery is Slade's
0: vice president of audio. See you online. Or in Montgomery, Alabama.